Welcome to Woke and Wired, a new conversation about expanded consciousness and entrepreneurship. We are here to shift the paradigm of business and marketing and social media in this digital age of infinite possibility and bridge our inner technology, our intuition with outer technology through rituals, personal development tools, conscious business practices, spiritual tools, and the magical tool of social media. I am your host, Xenia, storyteller, conscious social media teacher, speaker, and a multidimensional traveler. Welcome to the new paradigm. Today, my guest is Heather Lynn Barb, also known as Heather Lynn B. Heather is an entrepreneur, online business mentor, podcaster, and creator. We met back in the day when she took over the Breakfast Criminals Instagram account and shared her morning routine. And that's when I got a solid taste of Heather's determination, commitment to growth, and powerful spirit. In this episode, we get very practical as we talk about pivoting from fitness to coaching, imposter syndrome, building a six-figure business on intuition, and smart strategy as well as sales. How to sell on social media in a way that feels good, how to scale your online business, and how to apply intuition to all of it. Heather shares her own journey of coming from corporate America into originally the fitness world, and then making a very intentional decision to be a coach versus being an influencer. And I think this is a topic that's not often talked about, that there are so many different paths and ways to make money that you can take in the online world. And an influencer is one of them, a coach is another one, and there are so many more. All of that to say is that there is not one way to be successful online. And one of my intentions for this podcast and all the guests that I bring is to show all the possible ways so that you can create your own unique way of showing up online and sharing your medicine. I'm recording this at almost midnight on February 17th and my fiance Eric is building igloo in our backyard and I've been posting TikToks about it and it's gone completely bonkers viral. We're almost at 400,000 followers and one of the videos has three something million views and I'm getting all of these press inquiries and messages. It looks like BuzzFeed will feature it. And before we jump into this conversation, I just wanted to share this because it is such a reminder that when we follow what feels alive and what's calling us and when we share what we truly care about in real life, outside of our screens, when we are able to find ways to capture that essence and to share that, people feel it. People feel and pick up the energy that you drop out there on your profiles and your feeds. So how can you today share a little bit more of what's actually present in your life and in your body and allow people who follow you and followed you for a reason into your world? It can be easy like that. This is my guest, Heather Lindbarb. If you enjoy the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and take a screenshot of this episode and share it to your Instagram stories with your top takeaway. All right, Heather, welcome to Woken Wired. I'm so excited to have you on. You know, I was just thinking and realizing that I don't think I've ever had someone who is a coach before and who has built your career intentionally by pivoting from the yoga and fitness and wellness world into coaching. So I think that's a path that is so familiar or so desirable to so many. So I'm so stoked to have you. Thank you so much. I'm so stoked too, and really honored to be the first coach. So let's see your Instagram bio says Heather Lynn B. If anyone wants to find and follow along Heather, online business coach. I help coaches start and scale their online business to six figures using Align Strategy and Sales, Hustle with Intention podcast, and let's work. So what is it that your day-to-day entails? So my day-to-day, 
I work with service-based entrepreneurs. So I help them create programs, intentional programs, and really scale their business online. We do a lot of marketing, sales strategies, and I kind of take a different approach to it. I really like to focus on helping the entrepreneur build and structure their business in a way that is really aligned with who they are as a human being, their human design, their income goals, their lifestyle, their current lifestyle, and their desired lifestyle, because I think both are really important when building and scaling a business, and also the legacy, the legacy that they want to leave behind. So my day-to-day, I have three different containers that I support my clients in. So I have a group program called Signature Course Accelerator. I also have a mastermind, and then I do one-on-one coaching. So first and foremost, in order to be able to serve and pour into them, I have to pour into myself. So I usually start my day with some sort of movement. That's my anchor. That's really what grounds me. It's one ritual that I always have to have present in my life. Other than that, you know, I've recently been exploring something a little bit new where I kind of wake up and I ask myself, what do I need today? And earlier back in October of 2020, I'd kind of become a prisoner to my rituals a little bit, really stuck in making sure I did the same thing at the same time every single day. And it just wasn't serving me anymore. So like I said, I like to I like to move. That's my thing. And then meditate and journal and just ask myself what I need. And then I'm ready to go. So pouring into my clients usually looks like a lot of Zoom calls. I think that's like a common theme these days for most people, whether you're working in the online space or not. Um, a lot of Zoom calls and a lot of supporting through through Voxer and yeah, making sure I'm taking care of myself along the way. I love that within this one answer, you've touched upon so many of your values, you know, the intuitive approach to your mornings, which is how we met back when you did a takeover for the Breakfast Criminals Instagram account was yes, I got into your world. And thank you, Breakfast Criminals, eternally grateful for all the connections that it's made. And there's so much to your story that is just so inspiring. And you share it so generously. And particularly a couple of things I want to start by diving into is, you know, you recently shared on Instagram that three years ago, you were broke. And now you have a super successful business. You have these super defined and clear offerings. Things run, I can't want to say by themselves, but it, you know, we all know how much work goes for them to run smoothly on the outside. So to walk us through how, what kind of pivots did you make that led you to the kind of business that you run today? What were some of the defining moments that led you to do the work that you do right now? Mm, Yeah. So you mentioned my background in yoga and fitness, and that is how I got started. I I started in corporate America, right? Like like we most do. We think we have to kind of follow the norm, go to college, get the good job and get married, have the kids do all the things. Well, at least that was what I thought I had to do. And then, you know, there was always, I think there was always this inner knowing that I was meant to do something different, something bigger, something that I was super passionate about, but I was really afraid to explore it. And so that ended up just never going away and kind of manifested into social anxiety and depression and just a lot of having to work through that and really overcome that. And when I did lots of therapy, um, when I did, I was able to take action and to, to go for it. And at the time, you know, social media was such a great tool to take your passions and create a business out of them. And so I saw, you know, a great opportunity in the yoga space and I had been practicing yoga for about seven or eight years at the time. And I, I was really passionate about it. So I started building a brand. I decided I was going to go for it. And I created a yoga inspired high intensity interval training program that taught you how to handstand and do different types of inversions. It was called hit to invert. And I created that. I put it out there. I was doing the influencer thing, you know, the normal thing on Instagram at the time. And it was, it was working well and it was serving and, and, and I'm grateful for it. And I had, had a great time, but I eventually realized that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't really scalable. And I also went through another really big life transition where I left an almost five-year relationship. And then when that ended, things kind of blew up for me. And I, I really woke up and started noticing that, you know, I, it wasn't necessarily that I was super passionate about teaching yoga and teaching people how to handstand, but I was really passionate about seeing them accomplish thing that they didn't think was possible, right? It just happened to be standing on their hands. And then I loved seeing them take that power and that energy and use it in their life off the mat and use it in their business. And 
that led me to really thinking, okay, I could be, I could be great as a coach. Like that's something that I'm really into. I had been helping and supporting people in social media and building digital products and just anything that I knew how to do through experience. Um, I had like a really small agency where I was working with small to medium sized businesses locally in Charlotte, doing their social media, just kind of trying to, you know, make money at the time. Like you said, like I was really broke. I'd quit my corporate job. I had a bunch of debt. I was I went back to bartending, which is what I did in college. And I was just doing anything to kind of like make ends meet. And, but I never wanted to give up because I knew that I could do it if I just kept going. And so that was when I got into coaching and I was terrified. I had so much imposter syndrome to take the leap, but um, I hired my first life and business coach and she kind of helped me. We did a lot of just mindset work, a lot of inner work of just like overcoming the doubt, the self-doubt and really working to strengthen my confidence again, because my confidence had just been so broken down from everything that I had been through and then the relationship ending and all of that. So really working to to strengthen that again. And then I, I just ripped the bandaid off and did it. I put it out there in an Instagram post. I didn't have a website. I didn't have any of the fancy things. And put it out there and was like, hey, this is what I can help you with. If you want help with it, hit me up, slide in the DMs, book a call with me. Let's talk about it. And I ended up getting like my first five clients and I was like, okay, wow. And then working with them, it was just almost immediate how energized I felt doing that work. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I feel really called to do. So, and I think it's also worth mentioning that I always kind of had this little feeling inside that I would end up where I am right now. And I can't really explain it. And you have probably felt this before too, Ksenia, but it was just like this inner knowing of like, I feel like I, like I'm never truly shocked by anything because I'm like, no, I just, I knew that I was going to be here. And Yeah. And so, yeah, that was my biggest pivot. And then throughout my business, throughout this coaching business, you know, it's definitely evolved so much since I started. And really that's been through experience and that's been through trying things and working with clients and helping them with certain things and really being able to identify like, what am I really good at supporting them with and what really lights me up? Because of course, what lights me up is what I'm going to be able to to do best um, because it feels best. And so that's kind of evolved as well. Um, And then I've kind of just been able to, through time and through experience, you mentioned it kind of running as a machine now. And I truly believe that it is at a part, it is at a point where it is running more and more like a machine. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's a lot of work, but it's definitely gotten easier. And I just feel really lucky and and super grateful to to do the work. Um, Yeah, it's a blast. All right. There's so many things that I want to clarify because I'm sure those listening are like, wait, you just put it out there and people booked you. Like there's so many elements of that that could be in people's way. But right there and then I want to point out that, you know, I find that a lot of people are stopped from starting what they want to do because they're not sure what their thing is. And from what I'm hearing in your experience and what I know in mine as well, you don't know until you try a bunch of things and you fail. Or you try a bunch of things and you just realize that's not what you want to do. This is not how you want to spend your energy. You know, you had your hit to invert method that was your business, but then you were brave enough to admit that, hey, that's not what I want to give my life to. And so walk us through when you decided that you're going to be coaching people. Did you have your own coach that you modeled your coaching offerings after? Did you just make it up as you went? Because I think that piece of not having clarity of how it works is what stops a lot of people from actually taking the leap and making a difference by just sharing what they know best. Yeah, I'm glad that you brought to attention that I just put it out there and did it because when I say that it sounds so easy and casual and it definitely wasn't. It was very hard. I had been thinking about pivoting into the coaching space for probably six or seven months before I finally did it. And I took every last like penny I had, I even had to put like half of it on a credit card to hire this coach. And I mean, it wasn't astronomical at the time. I mean, it was, you know, like $1,400, but I, I put it into her because I needed some support and accountability. It was not easy for me starting out and, and doing that. I mean, she, like I said, we did a lot of like more mindset and inner work. That was what she really specialized in and did really well. And then as far as, you know, deciding what coaching program to build and how to structure mine, 
I kind of like laugh when I look back on it because like we didn't use Zoom. We just talked on the phone. Like I never saw their faces. It was, it's just, it's so different than it is now. But had I not done that, I wouldn't be where I am now. But at the time, really, it was just, what do I know? And what do I feel really confident in that I can teach and help some someone with? And I was always super honest with them too. Like if I didn't know something, I was just like, oh, I don't know, I can figure it out. Or I was always really open and, and just very, Google was my best friend. Like I Googled everything. I watched YouTube videos. Most of my days were just spent learning and educating myself so I could continue to pour into them. But really it was just about trying and doing the things. I mean, you made a great point, right? We don't really know until we try. And I know it's, it is so much easier said than done. And I think these days, something that's super trendy on social media that I'm seeing a lot of that I have mixed feelings around is this idea of like, let it be easy and it can be easy and just like really glorifying easy. And yes, it can be, but it's also really tough. It's really hard in the beginning. And I think like, I'm always trying to be super honest about, about that because I think we can set unrealistic, unrealistic expectations for people that are just starting out and they're three months in and they're like, oh my gosh, this is so hard. I'm, I'm struggling. This is so challenging. And then they're scrolling their feet and they're just seeing so many people that are just like, oh, these clients are just coming to me as I'm like sitting in the bathtub and it's like amazing. And little, you know, that's the highlight reel, right? You don't really know what's going on behind the scenes. And so I think there's like a fine balance and I like to look at it as it can be easier, right? Easy or not easy. So it will get easier with time. Clients will start to come without you even having to think about it. But in the beginning, it is tough. And so just being okay with being a beginner, being okay with not knowing what you don't know and just trying things. But I always tell people, and this is what one of my first, um, this life and business coach, her name was Stephanie, that I keep referring back to. She told me, you know shit. And I was like, okay. She's like, yeah, so take that and you can share that with other people. And so I just kind of kept telling myself that. And, and I, all those clients, like I still know them and I still communicate with my first ever clients, at least two of them. And they still had such a great experience. Like, even though I was so green, like they still had such a great experience. And a lot of my clients are still working with me in my containers today. They've been a part of everything that I've ever created. So yeah, it's really cool. So what are some of the things that were tough when you were starting it out? I mean, definitely imposter syndrome. I think that's something that that a lot of people experience. Like anytime I feel like I share about that on social media, it just always gets like such a, a big response. Like, oh my gosh, me, me, me. And like definitely with clients as well. I see that a lot. For me, it was definitely present. But I think like if I'm being totally honest, I really have been an individual where I, and this is like a good and a bad thing. I just kind of go for things. Like if I feel it, like I've almost, I almost have to do it because I, I literally like can't not do it because I mentioned this earlier that back when I had that inner knowing before the yoga, before I'd ever taken action on anything, it like ate in my soul. Like I wanted to do it so bad that it, it did manifest in the anxiety and the depression until finally I just had to throw my arms up like, damn, I just got to do this because like, it's just never going to go away. And I tell people that too, like, if you have that deep feeling that you're meant to do something else, I hate to break it to you, but it's probably not going to go away until you actually take action on it. And so that for me was a big one. And then another really big thing for me was trusting my intuition and like really like getting to know myself and building a really solid relationship with myself. Last year, I, or no, 2019, sorry, it's like 2020 just, you know, is like just ongoing. Like, I feel like it's not even, I feel like it's not a new year. Like we're just like blending everything together. But back in 2019, I like made this like little game with myself and I, to strengthen my intuition where if I ask the universe, cause I'm very like spiritual and believe in the universe and, and the power of the universe individual. But I said, if I, if I ask the universe for a sign and I get the sign, I have to do the thing. If I don't ask for a sign and I get the sign, like I don't necessarily have to do it to do it. But if I get the sign, I have to do the thing. Like no matter what it is, if I ask for it, I got to do it. And it was really cool. I feel like that held me accountable and it made me take action because I made this promise to myself. That's why I'm sitting in the house right now that I bought in that the end of 2019 was because I freaking asked for the sign and I got it. And everyone was like, no, you don't have enough time and blah, blah, blah. And I just was like, nope, got to do it. Like universe told me I got to do the thing. And so strengthening my intuition was really big too. And protecting my ideas in the early stages, 
you got to protect them a little bit because everyone there's not everyone, but there's going to be a lot of people that, that have doubts. And in the beginning stages, you're, I think we're really fragile to, to that. And someone starts filling your, your mind with those things of, oh, this could happen and this could happen. Of course, there's always implications. There's always, there's always things that can happen, but guess what? There's this whole other side of all these like really dope, awesome things that could happen as well. It's just about which, which side of the spectrum you choose to see and to roll with. Right. And the key lesson here is that we have to choose it because if we start doubting and sitting in the corner and waiting to be chosen, then we're just going to keep waiting for approval from everyone and anyone. And what you're pointing to is creating a discipline around showing up and doing the thing because how many times, everyone listening, just you know, hear me out on this. How many times have you told yourself, okay, if this happens, this is a sign, but then you start doubting. You're like, but, but was it a sign? Did I just see an owl fly above my head? Did I just see one, 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 one? Did I just see two, 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 two? You know, we, our brains, they just tend to make up stories to keep us small. So my question to you, Heather, is with imposter syndrome, which I'm very familiar with too, it comes up quite a bit. You know, this past summer, I took a break from a lot of launching and a lot of things beginning of last year, a lot of my energy was given to our renovation. And so I was kind of out of the launching circuit, out of the influencer circuit. I stepped aside from all of that for a while. And then when I got a very clear sign that it was time to launch my conscious social media program, I was so scared. I was so scared, like I'd never launched before. I thought, what if no one signs up? What if two people sign up? It was just so much energy eaten by that fear. And then it ended up being the biggest launch I've ever done. So what's your procedure or process around being present and aware to the imposter syndrome, to the limiting beliefs, and then choosing to do it or to not do it? What kind of support do you have along the way? And how do you sort of make those decisions when it comes to business moves? Yeah. So the first thing I think is, you know, it's always, we can, we can backtrack, right? So if we have this thought, the imposter syndrome comes up, like usually it's rooted in something else, something maybe when we were a child or teenager, I still remember for me, it was like my first ever, like, I wasn't the type where I want to be a doctor or teacher, like when I grow up, but I did have a moment where I was like, I want to be an interior designer. And someone was like, oh, that's not a practical job. Like you need to get a practical job. And so that for me is like one memory of that. Right. And that's something that I heard all the time. Like, you know, wanting to, I'm like, mom, dad, like I'm going to quit my corporate job and like start making yoga videos on Instagram. And they're like, what? But also, I'm very, very blessed and privileged to have great parents who my dad's like, as long as you can pay your bills, you know, and I'm like, okay. Um, but for me, like being able to, to like go in my mind back to that point of like, okay, where, where is this rooted in? What, what's the story that I'm telling here? And just like re- rewriting it and replacing it is one thing that I definitely do a lot of. And then you mentioned support. And I think support is is probably like the number one thing that has gotten me. It, it isn't probably, it definitely is a number one thing that has gotten me to where I am today because I have doubts about things all the time still. Um, but having good mentors, having good friends, my fiance is extremely supportive, good parents, a good support system is everything. And that's like, I mentioned protecting your ideas earlier and Yes, protect them from like the people that maybe you know in your heart, like who those people are, right? Okay, this person's probably going to like bring up. I have a couple of friends like that, the ones that bring up, a, you know, all the negative side of things. Now it's different because I've, I've done it so many times and I'm just like, no, it's okay, say whatever you want, whatever, because it does get easier with time. But support is, is truly everything. Like for anyone that is, hasn't, has had an idea for years and years and you haven't been able to take action on it, get support, find a mentor, find a, find a coach, find someone that you really get down with, that you really resonate with, with what they've done in their business, with how they teach. Because like you, Kristen, you're, you're a great example. Like you have a very specific like way that you teach and that you do things. And I've always really resonated with that. And so I think that that's really important in finding a mentor too, because that person's going to be a cheerleader for you. They're going to be the person that's like, oh, I've been there. And also like, hey, 
you're not crazy. Like your thoughts are totally normal. The way that you're feeling is totally normal. It's fine. It's safe to feel that. Let's work through that. Let's, let's get to the root of it. And then it just gets easier and easier where you can start to do it for yourself and you can start to just like put something out there and be like, okay, well, if it fails or if someone thinks this, whatever, it's not as big of a deal, but in the beginning stages, you know, we are really sensitive to it. So I think support is just something that is super clutch. I am so with you. When I think back to defining moments in my business, it's because I've either had mentors or peers who mentored me that helped me have that accountability because otherwise we just keep putting it off. Things come up. We get stuck in the everyday. And I recently had this memory surface when I was graduating from grad school I studied fashion business. I remember one of my college teachers, he was getting his certification in coaching and he offered to coach me for a nominal amount of money, $5 a session, so that he could get practice under his belt. And he's the one who helped me create my dream job and get it and manifest it and go for it. And from there, everything kind of just opened up for me. So Having a system of dedicated listeners and supporters and cheerleaders in your corner that are, whether that's 10 steps ahead of you or just even one step, sometimes that one step makes all the difference. I find that it's those containers, whether that's uh, spiritual retreats or masterminds or online programs, when I make that decision to join them, there's a shift that occurs in my commitment to my own vision and my own idea. So even just for that, you know, I recently started this new course and even before I took it, as soon as I purchased it, I started getting downloads and clarity and all the spaces everywhere opening up, just giving me streams of ideas and next actions. So even just on an energetic level, that makes such a big difference. And that leads me to the question of, in your experience, Heather, what is the balance between mindset and inner work and the hardcore business and design systems? Because you, you know, I've listened to your podcast. I binged it. You have the same effect on me as Abraham Hicks. I just, you always motivate me. You're like a cheerleader that is a secret cheerleader to so many who listen to you and are in your sphere. And you have such a solid product suite that is just, you know, I can tell so well designed. In your experience, where, what was the balance between, you know, finding the right support and help and mentorship between the mindset and the inner And just like hiring someone who can tell you, this is how you launch a mastermind. This is how you structure an online course and a sales sequence around it. Well, first of all, the fact that you just put myself and Abraham in the same sentence, like really giving me the feels right now. She's my girl. So thank you for that. And I'm glad that I could be a cheerleader for you because cheering people on is my favorite thing. So I'm glad that you asked this question because this is something that I'm super passionate about. I Balancing the, the energetics and also the strategy is something that I love and that I ha- became super passionate about last year as I saw this shift in the online space happening and a lot of people just talking about the energetic side. And I mentioned this earlier when I was talking about the whole let it be easy idea which it very well can be, but of course, like, I I just don't think it's black and white. So for me, finding support, I really needed someone to, over last year, I really needed a mentor to help me more with balancing the masculine and the feminine, but I wasn't yet aware of that. I had like a little like inclination that maybe I was, but I wasn't really aware of that. I was very much in my masculine energy. And so I hired a mentor and that just happened to be something that she was really good at was, was finding the balance between the masculine and and the feminine. But in the container, I found myself getting like super frustrated because I wanted like more masculine, more business, more strategy and more that. And and she kept being like working with me on the energetics around it. And so it ended up being really powerful. But this is something too that I think really comes with experience. I for me, like I'm naturally like if you look at my human design, like I am I'm a Capricorn, like I'm a generator, and that's just like my natural energy is just to like go hard, as so many of us are, right? Like in society these days, it's like work harder, work harder and produce more, 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 more. So for me, it was like it's definitely like an everyday practice of like trying to find that balance. Um, because I do think that both are super important. Like 
I think what I see a lot in clients and even in myself is your first year in business um, is very much like the masculine energy. It's very much about like producing, clinging onto all the strategies and doing all the things. And then most people end up being burnt out. And that was me. I've had, I've been burnt out like twice um, and been on the edge of it several other times too, until eventually you're like, okay, something's not working. And usually it has something to do with finding the balance between the masculine and the, and the feminine energy. And so I just like to look at that as like the strategy and also just like the attraction process of like attracting in the clients, but also the strategy side of it. And so for me and like what I teach my clients is there, I believe there are so many ways to have a successful business online, but that doesn't mean that every way is right for you. I think that going through like experience and, and, and trying out different strategies and being able to identify like what's the one that feels the best for you and what's the one that produces the results. That's the one that you should be doing. And I'm not sure if I'm answering your question with this, but for me, like that's kind of what I've seen with my clients is it's typically like very much masculine in the beginning. And then it usually starts to be like, okay, this isn't working. Let's bring in some of the the feminine energy, which is more of like the trusting and the inner knowing and like just being in flow and writing and creating from a place of like writing from your heart instead of feeling like you need to cling to a strategy. And it is something that just, like I said, it, it does just evolve over time. Um, I think the more that you do it, you just start to build that trust within yourself. Right. And I think it's also, in my experience, remembering that even if we think we're joining an experience or hiring a mentor for a specific reason, there's so much that we don't know. So just staying open to that flow of life and seeing where we're meant to be of service and most fully expressed is such an important piece of it. You know, like you mentioned, you were super triggered and uncomfortable a lot of the time, but that's exactly what you ended up needing. So just surrendering one bit at a time and one choice at a time and showing up, even when it feels uncomfortable and scary, because we made that decision to sign up for that thing in the first place. So I think it's about going back in time to that self that made that intuitive decision and trusting her or him or them. Yes, definitely. When I joined that container, I joined for one reason. And by the end of it, I got something totally different. But looking back, that's exactly what I needed. And which is really cool. I love that. There are so many takeaways I am getting from this conversation with Heather. She is such a powerhouse. One of them being the power of investing in yourself and choosing mentors choosing teachers and choosing containers that will support you in getting clear on your intentions and fulfilling on them. That is one of the reasons that I was guided to create 5D Mastermind at 5dmastermind.com, which is a four-month virtual container where we dive into all things intuitive business, both through strategy and energetic practices with myself and guest teachers and an insane goodie box. I mean, it's a bonus. It's not the main thing that you get. The main thing that you get is the experience of transformation, of seeing things that you didn't see before and transforming fear into love, into growth, and into showing up how you haven't yet before. The 5D Mastermind starts on March 20th, 2021, you can find all the details and apply on 5dmastermind.com. This is the most intensive way to work with me in a group of incredible human beings that are all coming together to bring your alchemy to impact not just yourself and your business, but also everyone in the group and step through that further into your magic, into your power and medicine. This is for people who already have businesses, who already have established income and feel like there's a leap just somewhere around the corner and you would like to be in an intentional container that is non-linear that will support you through that next level expansion. I shared all about how this came together and how masterminds have played an enormous role in my own business on episode 138. So if this is sparking something in you, if there is some butterflies or any other animals or insects in your gut, then go ahead and listen to episode 138. And 
I have a feeling that you'll get a lot of clarity when you listen to it and know whether this is right for you or not. We are one-third full, so if this speaks to you, I encourage you to fill out that application on 5dmastermind.com. Okay, so there's one thing that you've touched on before with me that I just, that blew my mind, that I found so fascinating, and I was like, why did no one tell me this before? You know, part of me is like, why didn't anyone tell me? But then part of it, of course, always trusts in divine timing and unfolding in perfect timing. And the thing that I'm pointing to is making the choice between being an influencer versus a coach. I know you're very passionate about educating influencers about the possibility of being coaches. And not all of them, of course, are meant to be that. But there's just so much wisdom in, as a content creator, as an influencer, in building a business that does not rely solely on brands coming to you and saying, hey, we'll pay you to do this because platforms that we post on ultimately don't belong to us. That content could evaporate. So building something of your own is the idea that I think is so brilliant, whether that's through coaching or through your own products or whatever that is. So talk to us about that. Take us to church. Oh yeah. I'm super, super passionate about this. I mean, you touched on some great points, right? Like the influencer space, it's just a different space, I think. Like same thing with blogging, but it's very much about promoting other people's products. And um, and a lot of people are super successful in that space and it really, it works for them and they like it and they enjoy it. For me, like not so much. I didn't really, I wasn't really vibing with it. It wasn't, it just wasn't fulfilling me on that level that I felt like I needed. Um, and what I have found by having these conversations with people that are in the influencer space is about like eight times out of 10, they, they want to do something else. They want to create their own product. They want to pivot directions, but they feel a lot of the imposter syndrome and really nervous around it because it is so different. And also I have seen a lot of fear around disappointing their communities, the communities that have been there with them that they have, you know, built really great relationships with. And I feel that like I'm, that's a real and valid um, fear and something I think that comes up, but you still got to do you, you know, like if you feel that calling to create a program or to create a course or to go in this different direction, you got to do it. And so why I'm so passionate about it is because like you mentioned, there are with promoting other people's products, like you don't own that, you don't control that. And then having your own thing, you do. And not to mention, it's also super lucrative, right? Like you can really build a nice life for yourself um, and have a lot of freedom, which happens to be one of my biggest values is having freedom. And I just, I feel like everyone should just do it. Like it's the online coaching space is, is incredible and it's fulfilling and there's a ton of opportunity to create your own thing. So if it's something that's on your heart, be open and be honest. Like you, I mean, you went through with breakfast criminals recently, like just being like, okay, this isn't really what I feel super called to do. And you have been doing it for so long and built such a big audience, but you still were like, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. Like I have to pivot and make the change. So I think if it's on anyone's mind out there, like if it's something that it, that you want to do, you should definitely go for it. Start small, start with an online course, take what you know, take your knowledge. It doesn't necessarily have to be like teaching other influencers how to be influencers or teaching other bloggers how to make money off their blog. Unless that's something that you do want to do. It can also just be something that you know, like, what do you know? What are you really good at? Create something around it and teach people if that's something that you want to do, because it's super fulfilling, very rewarding, and also very lucrative. So that's exactly what my next question was. And I love that you led up to it. How do you start designing products and at what point do you think about scaling them? And perhaps what are some resources that people could look up if they're in a space where they're ready to scale? Yeah. So how do you start creating products? Well, you got to think about what problem are you going to solve for your client? Who's your client? What problem are you going to solve for them? That's really the first thing that I do with clients before we get into building your curriculum. It's about who's this for? Who's the ideal client? And what problem are you going to solve for them? Right. And the more specific you can get, the better. It's like, oh, I'm going to help them with their nutrition. It's like, no, like take it deeper. Like what kind of nutrition, like maybe it's helping their nutrition for their hormones or like vegan or whatever it is, get as specific as possible and use your current audience. Like go to them. If you, if you're someone that's been in the influencer in the blogging space and you have built an audience, go to them and ask them like, 
what, what do they want? What do they need help with? What do, they, what do they need support with? Bring them into the experience. And then from there, it's about building your curriculum. So I always like to think of how long does it take for the transformation to happen for the client? So if you want to help them with something, with solving a specific problem, how long is that going to take? Is it going to take a couple of weeks? Is it going to take a couple of months? Is it something that can be done in one 90-minute session? What does that look like? And start to kind of build your container accordingly. And then with your curriculum too, you know, I mean, starting out when I first started coaching, I had a very loose curriculum. I started with one-on-one coaching, which I highly recommend. It's really great before you can get to building a course, working with clients one-on-one kind of opens your eyes to what is, what is something that I am seeing with every single client and how can I take that system or take what I'm teaching them and create a program around it to where I can offer that to more people. So instead of having to repeat yourself over and over again, you can create a program and serve 10 people in the same amount of time that you can serve one person if you're working with them one-on-one. So working with one-on-one clients to start off with is really great. You can keep track of what the work is that you're doing together. So for me, when I first started with one-on-one clients, I had like a very loose outline of what I was going to do, but I was also super open to it evolving as I got to know them better and as they got to share their their desires and what they wanted to create with me. And then we just kind of like let it flow. And I'm still like that with a lot of my one-on-one clients. You know, on our first call, we do a big deep dive into the business and we build some plans. But I always tell them like, here's the plan. Here's what we're going to follow. But also you can loosen the reins a little bit and release the expectation and be open to if in two months or even next month or next week, you get this download about this awesome thing that you want to create that came to you for a reason. And so we can pivot, we can shift some things around and, and make some space for that one thing to come through and for us to create it. But working with one-on-one clients, like I said, you can get that, you can find what that thing is that you're helping people with over and over again. And you can then turn that into a course or into a group coaching program. I love group coaching programs. The community aspect is awesome. It's amazing for the person that's facilitating it. Because like I said, you can serve 10 people in the same amount of time that you can serve one. All of my clients in my group programs have built great relationships with each other when then they go off and do things together. And one of my clients, they're launching a podcast together. Just all sorts of fun things can can happen out of those types of containers too. But, and, you know, as far as where you're going to host the container too, if you're going to create a a group coaching or even a course, there are so many ways to do that too. Depends on what you have available to you as far as, you know, finances and resources. But I've seen people use free Facebook groups. I personally use Kajabi. I use Kajabi for everything. I love Kajabi, but you can really do it anyway, any way you want. Like the coolest thing about it is you make the rules, you know, like if you, if you're like, oh, this is how I want to structure it. This is what I feel is on my heart. And this is what I, I can provide the client. And I know that they're going to get the transformation that they, that they came to me for. You can structure it however the hell you want. That's what's so beautiful about it. It's just, there's so much freedom. Snapping my fingers. Absolutely. And you can always start super simple and upgrade technology as you go. I didn't switch to Kajabi until recently. And, you know, for my private groups, I still use Facebook because that just seems to work the best. And you can just make it as simple as possible. You can teach a live program on Zoom with no handouts, no course platform, nothing. And I agree with you, Heather. For me as well, having one-on-one clients first and developing my methodology through that, developing the process is what launched everything else and became this foundation to really sprint from. Yes. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up a methodology too, because creating a methodology is something that I recommend all my clients do. I have created a few myself, something that you can hold as your own and that you can offer and that you can get really good at and that you can create a program around that methodology and then create brand awareness around that program to where if we circle back to at the beginning of when we started this conversation and you mentioned my business now kind of running like a machine, having that methodology and then creating the program where I teach that methodology and then creating brand awareness around that program. Now, when I continue to launch it, you know, for the fourth, fifth, sixth time, it does happen so much more easier than it did in the beginning because there's brand awareness around it. And people are like, oh my gosh, she's been talking about this for two years now, or she talks about this all the time. And it just becomes easier and easier on the business. 
For sure. And once you run a program once and you promote it, even people who don't sign up that first time, they will be waiting for you to run it again. And they will be asking about it. You know, once I close enrollment into conscious social media program, the amount of DMs I get a week later, a month later, two months later saying, hey, when's it going to open? Hey, I missed it. When can I join? It's crazy because it is an evergreen effort that keeps paying off. Yes, definitely. And so you asked the question about scaling earlier, and I am a, just a big believer in creating group programs. I think that's the best way to scale. If you can start working with one-on-one clients, and then for anyone listening, if you're working with one-on-one clients and you are noticing that you're repeating yourself over and over again, and you're, you're teaching all of the same things, sit down and get really clear on what that is, create a methodology, a a four-step process, a five-step process, whatever that looks like, and create a group program around it. That's how you can really get into scaling. You can get some of your time back. So then you can create other offerings, or maybe you can explore other business ventures or whatever it is that you want to do. Hell yes. All right. We have a couple more minutes and there's a few things I want to dive into. One of them is what if someone is listening and thinking, but there's so many coaches, isn't it too late to get into this? What would you tell that person? Oh, yeah. I feel like we hear this all the time, right? Of the market being oversaturated. I always tell people, I keep it simple. I'm like, no one can do what you can do the way that you can do it. There are no new niches. There are no brand new, truly, like if we if we get to the heart of it, there are no brand new ideas, right? Like it just is what it is. So that's a just a mental block that you have to work through because there are a lot of people that do what I do, but when my clients, if there's one thing that I hear time and time again from clients when they first come on and start working with me, it's usually, I just really connect with you and who you are as a person. I connect with your story, the way that you write. I connected, it's usually always storytelling. It's like, oh, I just really connect with who you are and your story. And so that's why they want to work with me. And that's the same reason that they're going to work with you is yes, if you are a a fitness coach or a business coach or a sales coach, there are so many others out there, but they're going to connect with you and your energy. And that's just the mantra. Like no need to even go down a rabbit hole. Just say, no one can do what I can do the way that I can do it. And that's just is what it is. And I want to add to that exactly the way you are right now. You don't yes. to, need to reinvent your life, buy a new house, get a ring light. I mean, all of those things can help create great content that is vision, vis, visually impressionable and moves people on some level. But ultimately, if you just own who you are and where you are, people will sense it. And by doing so, you create pathways for them to connect with you. Yeah. And that's a good point too. I mean, where you are right now is great and you're going to attract people. You said this earlier that are even maybe a step ahead of you, but they're a step or a step behind you, you're a step ahead of them and you can help them. You can still help them even if you are only know what you know. Exactly. All right. Um, sales and social media. <laughs> <laughs> sales makes so many people so icky. People feel uncomfortable. You know, I have my own pet peeves around certain ways selling on social media is taught. I think uh, it can be a little too rigid and not leaving enough space for like you said, talking from the heart, which is how we connect with people in the first place. But what is your experience with sales and what role does social media play in your business? Yeah, this is a good one. I'm actually launching a new offer next week called Lightning Sales. And it's all about it's all about the balance between, or it's all about developing an authentic sales process that feels good for you based around your strengths as a human being and the energetics and the strategy. Because like I said earlier, there are so many strategies out there, so many ways to sell. But like I mentioned, I mean, the clients that have come to me, like I can use my last mastermind as a great example. I heard it more in that last enrollment period than ever before of like, oh, I just read this post that you wrote. And in that post, it was just like a story about me and my life and my journey, nothing business related at all. And that's what they connected with. And so I am, I totally believe that, you know, selling on social media, being yourself, you know, as if we keep it simple, right? Like people are like, it's hard to be myself. And I get that. It does get easier though. But being yourself is going to produce the results that you want. 
but also strategies are important, but I think that the strategies that feel best for you. So I can use an example of say you are like a really good speaker or you really love video. That's the way that you should be selling. If you don't like writing or if you don't like creating graphic content or doing whatever, you don't have to do that. You have the freedom to mold your strategy and your sales strategy to be whatever it wants to be. So look at your strengths. Look at who you are as a human being. You're like, all right, I love I love talking. I love video content. Do a five-day Instagram TV series. Do do video, get on and just talk about your offer. I don't post on social media every day. Like I post like maybe like a couple times a week because my sales strategy just looks different. I like forming genuine connections. I like being myself. I love storytelling. I don't really get super fired up about creating educational type posts and things like that. I'd rather do like a webinar. So try different things. Like if you're someone who's just getting started, try different things, see what works for you, see what feels best and roll with that. In the beginning stages, I think we we kind of see what everyone else is doing and we really cling to that. And that's fine, right? It's, it's, I think it's just natural. But be open to once you're like getting to the, you know, a little bit further along and you're feeling like, oh, maybe I don't really like vibe with this anymore. Don't do it. Just literally stop doing it and find something else that feels better. Oh, freedom. I love this so much. You know, this reminder to do it your way and not stick to the ways that everyone else around you has done it. And I'm sure those examples you gave with, you don't have to post educational content. You could do webinars or if you don't want to appear on camera ever, you just start a podcast. There's so many ways to do it and share your energy and form those bonds with your community that are genuine, that will lead to you working together. And that's so awesome. You're launching the program. Congratulations. Can't wait to hear more about it. So as we wrap up, what's the best way for people to find you and connect with you? Yeah. So at Heather Lynn B is my Instagram. So it's L-Y-N-N and then B like a bumblebee, B-E-E. And that's where I'm at. So slide in my DM, say hello. I love having conversations with people. That's kind of my jam. Like we were just saying about in the sales, I love to just form genuine connections with people and yeah, you can connect with me with me there. And then also my website, heatherlandb.com. Basically everything that I do is Heatherland B. I've got some free downloads on my website that maybe can support you at different levels in your journey. So feel free to check those out and yeah, shoot me a DM and let's connect. Awesome. Heather, I'm so grateful to have connected with you. I feel so charged up and just so awesome to see another female rock star just doing it and through your example, embodying how you don't have to be like anyone else. Just be like you and cultivate that and show up and follow your intuition and everything's going to unfold exactly as it should. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. Thanks for having me. Amazing. Thank you, Heather. Have a great day. You too. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a rating and a review on iTunes and share it with a friend who you think could benefit from the message. Find all the show notes and all the resources on WokeAndWired.com and say hello on Instagram. Find me at Woke and Wired. Stay woke, stay wired, and take three deep breaths right now. Mm-hmm.